listener. KickPod acknowledges the traditional owners and custodians of the land in which we're recording this podcast, the Yulikert Woolen Clan of the Boon who are part of the Kulin Nation. We pay our respects to our elders, past and present, and extend our respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people today. Welcome to the KickPod, your DM on the stuff that matters, but also the stuff that doesn't. One, two, three, four. Hello there. Welcome back to another KickPod episode, everyone. Yeah, welcome. <laughs> welcome. Welcome, welcome back. And I'm feeling fresh. I was like, I feel like wearing colourful clothes. Summer, cute. I feel like wearing cute sunny. today clothes. Yeah. But you know, sometimes when you have this vision in your head of what you want to wear and then you put it on and you're like, it doesn't feel like how I want to feel. Oh, but I think it looks no, sweet. Today. Oh, you nailed it. I felt like I wanted to feel. Fabulous. So that was it was all everything's good. Great. I'm now thriving. Yesterday I was surviving, thriving. It does. It just takes a few small things. We love that for you. We love it. How are you? I am good. I had a session this morning with Danny, a one-on-one session. Can I was, say? Yeah. I know. And I, I don't want to be like it's from the gym program, like uh, like you know, plug kick. But yeah, I know you're doing it at the yeah. moment. Yeah. Your arm muscles. Oh, thanks. Are very big. Thank you. Well, I did do an upper body session this morning, so it's probably like they're pumped like up. pumped. Thanks. You know what it is? It is the gym session paired with Harvey. He's holding like 15 him. kilos now. So oh like picking God. him at up. At what point and stuff do you like stop that. picking up your child? I don't know if that's for like a few more years at least. Oh, obviously. But yeah. I thought you were going to say, I don't know if ever. And I'm like, Han, are you going to pick up an 18 year old boy? <laughs> <laughs> so it's going to be a sad moment when he's too heavy. To Someone pick up. once said to me, Isn't it weird that one day your parent just never picks you up ever again? Yeah, if my mum picks me up, I'd be like, what are you doing? One day, no, but one day they do, and the next day they never do it again. That's true. I'm not looking forward to that day because I'm thoroughly enjoying picking him up right now. And, yes, it's probably working my biceps continuously every day. Very strong biceps. You're welcome. And you know what else is cool, Mm. apart from your biceps, (laughs) is running. (laughs) It is cool, my favourite thing ever. And... We're doing the Kick Run Club currently, yeah. so we are in the second week. Mm-hmm. Now, if you did want to join and you thought you've seen all these people running, talking about running, loving it, starting their journey, continuing their journey, whatever they're doing with their journey, you could still join if you wanted to. Come I and mean, do our run program. Absolutely. Got, the programs are always available. And it doesn't matter if you're a week behind because it's oh, not good. about where you're at. It is about where you're going. Mm. Jeez, that I'm is, a quote machine. I am. Call me Pinterest. You call me what? Laura Pinterest. You should send that to Nick after this. Nick is our branding comms manager. She's awesome. Anyway, anyway, what I'm why I'm talking about Kick Run Club. So we are doing a run around the tan, which is for anyone from Melbourne, the yeah. Royal Botanical Gardens, yeah, affectionately known as the Tan. Mm-hmm. On the 16th of October, mm-hmm. I'm so excited. It takes me back to the old days when we first started, and I would meet people from the community at yeah. the Tan and run with them. And yeah. we had about five. Yeah. So I'm hoping we have more than five. Yes. Yeah. We'll also have two different paces. But so. it doesn't matter because you have to start somewhere. Yeah. Oh, with with the five people. Yeah. Sorry. I thought you meant with the paces. I was like, absolutely. Doesn't yeah, we'll matter. Have different paces. Yeah, yeah of yeah, course. Yeah. So of don't course. feel like if you're not like an avid runner or even if you're, you know, a little bit behind in, in the weeks or anything like that and you might have just started your running journey, absolutely still welcome. Yeah. And if you want to come, you have to secure a spot because just in case, we, you know, we have to abide by council regulations. Yeah, there's a ceiling. There's you all know, these, we can't go past there it. There are all of these rules that you think you could just have a run in the park and then, whoa, no, you regulations. Can't. Yeah. So we have to abide by them. And mm-hmm. so you need to secure a ticket. 
yes. free. Yes. But just secure it. And make sure if you secure it, please come or ta- or like cancel. Yeah, because, if you can't come, because, even if yeah. it's last minute, let us know because yeah. we will, if there's people on the wait list, we will let them know about it. Yeah. So recently when we were in the UK, mm. there was a moment. <laughs> there was a moment. I mean, there was lots of moments, but this moment in particular, I may have been quite aggressive towards you. Okay, can we? Okay, it was a moment. Like, I feel like this is, in our entire friendship, the, I don't want to say rudest because, like, it was, I understand, it wasn't, yeah, you weren't being was rude fight because I was being rude because I you was were, trying to make absolutely. you laugh. But I'm just being, hee silly Laura. Hee <laughs> silly Laura. And then all of a sudden, Steph yeah. turned into devil. The purple emoji. Yeah. Which is a devil. With the horns. And I don't think you've ever spoken to me like no. that before in our entire. I had to get you to shut Friendship. Up. And we got it on record. This is what <laughs> you said to me. Baby, shut up. Okay, okay, but I have to explain why yeah, why you did why I did this. Because I spoke all. when I wasn't meant to. No, it was absolutely not. <laughs> and the worst part I feel like obviously I feel like listening back and also knowing back, I I feel horrible, but at the same Do time you? it was a survival instinct. It was truly fight or flight. Because what had happened was we were at the park with Cam and Alice. And we were having some drinks and a picnic and it got dark and we were like, okay, let's pack up. And then as I'm standing up, I'm like, oh, guys, I I think I really need to go to the bathroom. Like, can we go? Stood up. And as soon as we started walking, I realized, oh, no, I like really, really need to go to the bathroom. And where we were staying was a probably five minute walk from the park. So I was like, I'm I'm sure I can make it. But the more we were walking, I was realizing how full it was. Like, it wasn't just like I I had like a little bit of a full bladder and I needed to go. It was like bloated so much full of liquid like a full frank like drink a full bottle f- well probably inside. three honestly wow it was a lot it just <laughs> felt very uncomfortable so then I started to distract myself by telling Cam a story and me and Cam were like power walking ahead so you're ahead of us yes Alice and I are behind hanging back Cam yeah Cam and Alice are our wonderful kick team members the best. that were in the UK with us yeah so it was Cam fun. and you Cam and you were walking ahead Alice power and I were ahead. probably about I'm gonna say 20 Five meters, meters? Oh. oh. I don't really know how many. I, I don't really know you how were to like, visualize meters. You Definitely were five, far, far, but five not meters like, behind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so you could see, yeah, a full I could view see of me. What you were doing with your bottom? Yes. So <laughs> I, I tried to run at this point because I was like, wow, I'm really close to wearing my pants right now. I tried to run, but then I, I took a few steps and I realized, no, 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 my pelvic floor is not strong enough for that. I will genuinely wait if I try and bounce too much. So then I was like really clenching my legs and my butt together, thinking like this is going to help. I'm sucking up my pelvic floor. Anyway, talking away with Cam to try and distract myself and Laura from behind is like, oh, Steph, you really need to go to the bathroom. I can see you clenching. And I was like, Laura, and I started to giggle because it was funny. And as I giggled, like a trickle of wee started to come out and I was like, oh, my God, no, this is like a balloon opening, like without someone well, you then shutting it again. I was. I was. I think I was in your shorts. <laughs> you were? Because you were like, do you want me to wee on your shorts? I did. I did say that at one point. And so, like, I then realised, fuck, if I keep laughing, if she keeps making me laugh, <laughs> I'm going to fully wet myself on the side of the street in London in front of Cam and Alice. I, honestly, I could wee myself in front of you, but it was like, I'm going to wee myself in front of Cam and Alice. We were right next to a restaurant of people. And I was like, holy shit. So you, you don't start to wee to- yourself in front of your team. No, yeah. you just don't. And so you then, you then... 
proceed to run in front of me <laughs> to show me a vision of what I looked like walking while you were absolutely pissing yourself laughing. So then I tried to escape it by running across the road to be on the other side of the road, which actually took me further away from the house. And I was walking and you were pissing yourself laughing. And so I just like went into full fight or flight mode. And as you heard in that video, fully told you to shut up. The team was like, okay. And then Cam starts sprinting to the like, door. Oh, no. Realizing how serious it was, he like sprinted to the door and opened the door for me and opened the next door. I ran downstairs to the toilet because there wasn't a toilet upstairs in this Airbnb. <laughs> you want Cam around you in an emergency. Don't you really you? do. He is a just he's a doer. He just will jump into action. And I just start making jokes. <laughs> I fully weed for like two minutes straight. And it wow. was like a heavy stream, like a shh for like a long time. So there was a lot of liquid in me and it would have been. It wouldn't have just been like a little cute little, oh, she's weed herself. It was like a, there would have been an entire puddle like on the floor. Broke. Yeah, probably worse How than good did it feel, though, when Can, you a great sat release. on that toilet a great and release. the first bit came out? <laughs> what did it feel like? Like, was it just, euphoric? It was euphoric. <laughs> but then I started to think, wow, I really screamed at Laura. Um, but it reminded me, and the story that I, it was really strange, because the story that I was telling Cam to try and distract myself stupidly was a story of when I peed myself in front of people, which, mm. like, makes no sense to me no. now. But at the time it made a lot of sense because I was trying to explain to him, like, I know this feeling. And I know I've felt this before in my life and I actually weed and it was like horrific. I'm not doing it again. And I was in grade three. It was a three, four class. Actually, I was in grade four because it was a three, four class and I was one of the older kids in the class. And my teacher told me that I had to do my presentation first. And I said, I'm so sorry. I should have gone at recess, but I really need to go to the bathroom. Were you naughty in primary school? No, no, I wasn't. So everyone, because this is primary school, everyone's sitting cross-legged on the floor in front of me. And she said, no, you have to do your presentation. You should have gone at recess. Like, too bad. And I was like, I really need to go to the toilet. She's like, you got to do your presentation. So I'm standing at the front of my class, reading a presentation with them all literally just one meter away from me, sitting cross-legged. I start to repeat a line in my presentation because, like, my brain's obviously thinking about the fact that I need to go to the toilet. And I wee myself. And I completely wait myself because once it starts and you really need to go, you can't stop it. Full puddle appears from underneath me. And I just look at her and she just looks at me and she's like, you can go to the bathroom. And I ran out. Did she feel bad? Did she apologize? Like, call your mum and apologize? No. Because that's like humiliating for a It was humiliating. So then I run. I run to the bathroom. Yes. Carpet. Run to the bathroom (laughs) in my freaking sports trackies that are drenched and run past my crush, which broke me. I was like, oh my God. And then I like, ran, went to the toilet, the like secondhand, you know, yep. lost Trop. property, yep. popped on some trackies that absolutely did not fit me. Um, went back into the classroom a little bit later and the kids were like jumping over the puddle, like fully like making it a game, which like they were actually being nice and like no one was like gave me too much shit, but it was just humiliating. And I still remember that feeling of like holding, holding, holding and then and just not being able to, and not like- being able to hold anymore. And that's where I went to in this moment. Anyway, it got us thinking there'd be many more stories other than mine in grade three, four class where I wet myself of people not making it to the loo. And so we'd love to hear your stories. So if you could send when them in. If you almost wet yourself. When have you not it made it to the like loo? asking for it. Like, we'd love to hear your story. <laughs> no, just, it's like, it's one of those just moments that you dread. So if it's happened to any of you, please send your stories in. Really looking forward to hearing them. <laughs> and a little teaser for next week. Um, I shat myself in a park (laughs) (laughs) well I can't wait to hear I wanted to talk to you about something 
Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what we always do on here. Isn't I would hope that you want to talk to me about it. <laughs> so it's something that has been in my head for quite a while. And obviously what's extremely important with all of the work that we do, and I think too, in having a platform, using it in a way that helps. I think if I think of my core purpose of being alive and mm. using social media, it's to help people not feel alone. And if I can do yeah. that for one person, then I'm like, I've done what I needed to mm-hmm. do. But what comes with that is sharing a lot of the more like vulnerable or private things Mm -hmm. that are sometimes embarrassing or we're ashamed of, which we shouldn't be, but that's just the way that it is. is, And there was something that I shared a while ago on Instagram and I thought, I I mean, I got a lot of hundreds of people replied to me and I thought I should, I wanted to talk about it on the podcast because I think it is something that a lot of people feel Mm. But I was ashamed to talk about it. So it just makes me feel that maybe others are too. And it was around, the example I'll use is around going away. Mm. And for me, with someone who can be quite anxious, I find I can deal with or something that helps me when I'm feeling anxious or generally is being in control with my routine. So I'm extremely regimented, as you know. (laughs) I'm like type A regimented, like having my exact routine helps me feel in control of my Mm. day. And then I think as well in in the work that we do with kick Mm. and running a business, there's a lot of things that are out of our control um, that come up in the day. You never know what the day is going to throw. You never know what problems are going to, you know, pop up and things that you're going to have to solve. And that's Mm. okay. But I am able to deal with that by the fact that I am very regimented outside of that. Mm. And I also put a lot of pressure on myself to be at like 110% at all times in everything Mm. that I do. And there are like little one percenters that I know in my routine that make me be able to show up better at work. So it might be or whatever, like going to bed early, making sure I'm moving, doing a lot of self-development stuff, Mm. getting outside, just things that I know that make me feel better that then make me better at work. I mean, it does bring me, work does bring me a lot of joy and that's important to talk about Mm. and that's okay that my yeah, work brings me. so. Yes, but I yeah. think too it's like but when you think about so. work-life balance, it's like I genuinely, like I do work a lot of weekends. I mean, so it's, we, we do when you run a business, it's kind of out mm. of your control to be able to do mm. that, but I, I, I really don't mind that. And I'm very lucky for that, but it's also important to have joy outside of work yeah. in your life. And so what I struggle with balancing is when I have social activities on on the weekend or it might be a trip away or something mm-hmm. like a weekend away or like a lot of social activities, I get really overwhelmed mm-hmm. and I get very worried about it, mm. that it's going to ruin my routine and ruin my week. And so when I hear people talking about, oh, they've got this weekend away, whatever, coming up mm. or all these social activities on a weekend and they're so excited, sometimes I feel like what's wrong with me because I feel like I almost want to cancel. Mm. But then when I go often, so sometimes if I've gone on a weekend away or something yep. and it's been in a time when I'm very, very busy, it's actually has made me have a really shit week yeah. and yeah. be really stressed. But then also what happens and what happened recently when we went away, I had we had such a beautiful weekend and it meant that I was very going into, yes, I didn't do my normal routine. Mm-hmm. I didn't do as much like reading and all the things that I, well, I read fiction books, but not my like learning, learning books yeah. that I usually would. But it took me into the week in this mm. beautiful stress-free mindset mm. and it was also filling my cup even though it wasn't my normal routine stuff. Yeah, for sure. And when I shared that, so many of you guys or people that have in my Instagram community came back to me and said that they feel 
the same way. So I just wanted to say, if you do feel that way, you're not mm. alone. Like it's okay if you have different feelings towards things that like society mm. makes you feel like we should feel excited when you might feel yeah. worried or whatever. But then also around weekends, it is when you work full time or what, whatever, you, there's just, there's a lot on, right? Mm. And so it is okay to want your weekends to be mm, really regimented. That's fine yeah. if that's what works for you and you don't have to feel like you're like not a so. Because sometimes I think like, oh my God, why am I more social? Mm. Like why can't I spend mm. more time with other people or whatever? But I just, I know my limits and yeah. that's fine. That's fine. Yeah. And it's fine if you don't have like 10 social activities every weekend. To be mm. honest, if I had 10 social activities, no, I, I'm like one. <laughs> one to no. two is perfect. But at the same time, it's also really important to make sure you are still pushing yourself a little bit and still yeah. connecting with your friends and doing the things that fill your cup, yeah. not in the routine way, but in the other yeah. fun way, I suppose. Yeah. There's elements of it that I relate to for sure. Like I know that when we've had really busy weeks and I feel like I've barely been home and then Josh wants to go to the river that weekend, for example, the river is both of our like happy places. Mm. Like I, I love it. But there are times where I'm like, I haven't even been home this week. Like I just want to be home, be in my space and just kind of reset because next week's also really busy and throwing in a trip to the farm like it's not around the corner Mm. um can be I'll know I won't get home till like Sunday afternoon and I'll just feel like I've only got Sunday Arvo to get myself together even though I know how much I enjoy it and like obviously sometimes I push through that and it works and like you had that experience it ends up being a really nice way to enter the week but other times I'm like no I just I just really need to be home I just need to spend time here this week um so I definitely relate to that I think for me what you were saying in that like work is kind of uncontrollable so your routine outside of work can be a way that you have something to control Mm. I think that's something that I've semi lost, like because throwing Harvey into the mix. Oh yeah, you you're I can't yeah, control my out of control routine. So like you know, sometimes I'll be able to have him distracted in the morning. I can get my workouts done. Sometimes I won't. Sometimes he'll go to bed early. Sometimes he stretches it out, and the afternoons and night times are ridiculously exhausting. And then sometimes I go to bed early. Sometimes I don't. Like it's it's very hard to. I think if I put the pressure on myself to be regimented outside of work. I would just be continuously not sticking to a schedule, if that makes sense. And that that never feels good. Like with work, I've let go because things pop up and it's it's hard. Like I've mm. got my to-do list, but things pop up and schedules change like every day. And I've learned to kind of go with the flow and, and manage that. But if I was also trying to stick to a schedule or a routine at home and then like Harvey was to have a tantrum or throw it off for some reason or be sick or any other thing, I think that would almost stress me out more so. So I've had to kind of like... <laughs> let go of it a little bit. And I think that's where it's like a little bit different now. But I think I think it was really important that you do speak to it because like you've touched on before as well, like even with people's stress releases or their way of relaxing or whatever, that looks different for everyone as well. It's not necessarily a weekend away or a night out or whatever. Everyone's release is really different. And I Might think it's okay if it's coming. cleaning. Seriously. I have so many friends where cleaning is like their therapy. Mm. I can't relate to that, but I understand it. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I think it was really good that you shared that, Lewis. As I am thinking about this, I haven't said this out loud, but mm. as you were talking before, mm. and I haven't said this to you, mm. what you were saying about Harvey mm. and your non-work time mm. being out of, do you find your life is more in, not life, but your mm. routine is more in control of work or at home? Mm. Right now? Uh, so that I can't really say as in like it's a little bit Harvey probably more so because mm. I have someone else that I can completely rely on as well being Josh mm. 
So if for whatever reason I can't or I, or I like need to do something for myself or whatever, I have the flexibility to do so. If I was doing it by myself, then it would be mm. a lot. So I can't answer that. <laughs> with, with that in mind, yeah. so knowing that you're or anyone with kids, mm. their out-of-work time is as uncontrollable mm. as their work time, for me, is fucking terrifying. <laughs> but there's ways around it. There, there is ways. There is, but I think yeah. I think for me, because obviously, like, we're now, I mean, we've spoken about this a lot. Mm. Like, I'm, I'm, th- I'm turning 31 this year. I've had fertility testing. Like, I'm okay for now, but it is something over the next, if we do, like, I would love to have children mm. and I would love to have, I, I mean, I don't know why I have two in my head, but that's like the, and I know I might not even be able to have one, but mm. that's kind of what's in my head. But I think when you think about, and we've had a conversation on the mm. podcast with a fertility doctor mm. about if you want to have more than one child, you have to plan for that. So yeah. you're in terms of your biological clock, et cetera. Mm. And it's something that I think Dalton's definitely more ready than I am, but I am fucking petrified. Like mm. I actually feel like I can't, I couldn't mentally deal with it. Mm. And so I think I need to talk to someone about it because it's like, it's, it's, well, it's actually, then. it's, it's, I'm so scared yeah. of like, what, how the fuck will I cope? Well, yeah, because as you just said before, that's how you cope mentally with the workload that you have mm. is by being regimented outside yes. of it. Laura, can yeah. I chime in? I yes. literally started, the same. had the exact mm. same, exact same thing. And I'm a couple of years older than you. I literally started seeing a psych for that exact reason to be like, and what hey, did they say? I want to have kids, but I'm terrified. What do I do? Um, it's just a, it's just more learning to feel okay with the uncontrollables. Mm-hmm. So like just getting okay, being coping okay with that. Yeah. yeah, finding coping mechanisms for being okay with things that get thrown off track. So for you right now with work, same with me. Mm finding coping mechanisms for that because then you'll have the tools for when you have kids because I feel the exact same like what the hell am I going to do when I don't have that time that me time and that you know it's just uh, yeah the thought is obviously terrifying but if you have those coping mechanisms I guess yeah and it's a huge huge thing that everyone has to adjust to and like some you know find it easier than others but I think also the thing that having Harvey has done for me personally is like I like nothing else really matters. Mm. And so like even if something's thrown off, I'll have a moment where I'm like fucking melting down, like full meltdown. But then there'll be something that reminds me of like the joy that that child has brought into my Mm. life. And suddenly I'm okay with not being able to go out because he's, I don't know, something's wrong or not being able to do something, not Mm. being able to go away or whatever it is because they just bring so much else. So it's like it's this weird thing that you, it's like you become more resilient to shit. (laughs) <laughs> Isn't it's, it's so <clears throat> it's so crazy because I feel like the I think the hardest the thing that I'm struggling with the most yeah. is with work currently mm. there's a lot of pressure on us but that's fine like that's what it is mm. and there's also a lot I feel a lot of weight yeah. of for the team for you know because every, that's the job like if you lead your organization mm. or your business you need to take on mm. everyone's stuff like mm. if it's their personal stuff or if it's their with work or whatever like mm. your your job is to provide the best environment for everyone mm-hmm. so they can thrive in their role mm. and so i think with that weight mm. knowing that that's the weight of by choice that mm-hmm. that we have at work mm-hmm knowing that you then would have the weight of another human that you have to, it's just like, I, I feel mm. like I would, I would be squashed. I know. And like, I, I feel like these two yeah. kettlebells on me and I'm on the floor, like mud yeah. in like a puddle of mud. Yeah. And it's heavy, but I think even just you saying that you have to hold for 
Harvey. It's like you just don't even, I really don't know how to explain it, but it's like he's an extra limb of mine. Like mm. I don't see it him as an inconvenience or whatever in the slightest because it's like I don't know how to explain it. I and, really can't put words to it. If you're already doing it for your work situation, mm. that means you do have the tools to do it for your home life as well. Do you know what I mean? Like you've, you're already doing it, mm. therefore you'll be able to do it. You will find ways to still have routine. It just won't look like your routine now. And that's the thing is mm. like my – I. I was like, I had so much time. I was, I was probably extremely selfish, but in, in the best way that I could like prioritize myself so much before having Harvey. And that was my way of like making sure that I was showing up for me so that I could show up for work. My way of showing up for me and like my, my me time, that routine is so different to what it used to be. It's still somewhat of a routine. It's just a bit more flexible, but I still have my things that I know I need to get done every week or I need to do for myself each week. Mm. It just doesn't look the exact same. And I've accepted that. And I think that's when you find that place, it's okay. Because mm. people talk about like fearing that they're going to lose themselves when they become a parent. And there's maybe elements of your life that you lose, but there's also so much that you gain. And I just think that you, when you can get to the point, because it does take some time for some people, but when, it, when you do get to the point where you can really love this new side of it or whatever, you find a new routine. Mm. And then that's what you stick to, if that makes sense. It's interesting. I'm not afraid of losing myself. I'm afraid that I'm not going to be able to cope and I'm going to have a mental breakdown. <laughs> oh, you'll have many mental breakdowns. Yeah. <laughs> I have it's, one weekly. But it's, I, think, I think it's one of those things though. You just, you, yeah, no, like a mental B is like a weekly <laughs> occasion now. But I think it's just one of those things like even I was thinking a while ago my car got stolen mm. and I truly, it's interesting, I think that we're all a lot more resilient than we think yeah. because I reckon three years ago it would have rattled the shit out of me and it rattled me for safety. Like we changed because yeah, I was scared that the, the Anyone person would could have yeah. had my keys and I was like, it has a house key on it. Changed the locks. Mm-hmm. But after that, I was like, oh, it's fine. It's like a very easy solution. Mm. Call the police. Change the locks. Do the, do the yeah. insurance. It's it's a material item. Mm. But I reckon three years ago that would have rattled yeah. the shit out of me. I think we are a lot more resilient than we give ourselves credit for. Yeah, but anyway, I for sure. need to talk to someone about this because I'm fucking petrified. You can join my therapy sessions, Laws. <laughs> <laughs> group. We'll just do it as a group. Now, I have got Mandy's eyes in my... It's I can feel them. in the back of your head. I, Mandy's burning something <laughs> in the back of my head and <laughs> I don't know what it is, Mandy. No, so just before we started recording, we were talking about the episode a little while back where you both revealed that you had filmed yourselves doing it yeah and then deleted it straight we away said it on the podcast. Yeah. Like, now <laughs> and it made me think of something that I was like I feel like I want to put this on the podcast because other people might be able to chime in with okay. what they think too but so you both admitted that yes you've you've separately filmed yourselves oh yeah so definitely separately <laughs> thank you um, thank you and when I and when I <laughs> And when I... I have a mouthful of coffee and that always <laughs> came out of my mouth. Mandy. And when, no, because when I was about to say it, it sounded like yeah, um, did, did together. Bit, yeah. Sorry. Anyway, so okay. I, I, when you guys admitted that, I thought to myself, I could not think of anything worse than watching a video of myself. Like I genuinely would... Yeah. I can't think of anything worse. Just quickly. It... The action itself of filming is way hotter yeah. than actually watching, watching it. May it I tell you, every time we watch it, we're like, hmm, maybe we do won't watch do that it together. Again. Yeah, we will look oh, back nah. at it and then we'll be like, oh, oh nah. we feel a lot hotter than it looks and then delete it straight away. I genuinely, anyway. That, the, <laughs> I love yeah, that. Yeah. See, I don't watch it. I don't. But I, you film it, but you just yeah, don't I'm like watch delete. it. Yeah, yeah. And then I'm like, Dalton, if you want to watch that, you can. And then, <laughs> oh, nah. See, I would hate the thought yeah. of Mike watching it. Anyway, <laughs> so. I'm going to feel a bit squirmy Squirmy wormy. So then, so recently, this is a complete change of pace. So just be, stick with me here. Okay. Now, 
my friend recently had surgery. Mm. And she was t- talking to me about it and she was saying how she was, she went under general anesthetic mm-hmm. for it and whatever. Mm-hmm. And she's like, it's so weird, like the thought of them like tugging around and stuff. Yeah. Like, it's just such a strange feeling. Mm-hmm. And then I said, if there was footage of it, would you? would you watch it? And she's like, absolutely I would. And I was thinking like, nah, nah I would I never. No. And she was like, would you rather watch a video of yourself doing it, yeah, or a video of yourself getting surgery, oh. and I genuinely cannot figure out how oh, to having sex yeah, every day oh, of the week. Nah. Surgery because then you just like I feel like our bodies because I've seen like on Grey's Anatomy and stuff, you know, these surgeries of bodies, and it just makes your body not human. That's it's what I mean. Like a, yeah. I don't want to yeah. see my guts, and I just like to yeah. think that I'm this. Um, Magical creature that, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. We're pretty magical. Like our body genuinely heals itself, so it's pretty I, amazing. I just, it but makes yes, you I seem agree. Like a piece this, of meat. Because you're so like, yeah, I've seen it too, and it's just nah. No, I think definitely watching. She, my I would rather watch surgery. myself having sex than watch myself in surgery. No, I don't. I don't know which one would be worse for me. But she said surgery. It's a poll for Instagram. Yeah, maybe. there you go. <laughs> I was, anyway, I was about to. No, Mandy, I think you would look wonderful <laughs> <laughs> during surgery or having sex. <laughs> Well, what do you mean? Drink surgery. I don't know what it is. You you are a a hot woman. (laughs) It's not even that. It's just such a, I don't know what it is. It's almost like this vulnerable time. It is. It's very vulnerable. It's so true. And if you say anything during it, that replayed would be. (laughs) (laughs) It's one of those things that's in the the moment. It's in the moment only. (laughs) But in the movies, it makes it look really good. Because they have background music. They've and, got like, and, and lighting. <laughs> yeah. Camera angles. Next time you do it, Mandy, get some editing. A full <laughs> film set. Behind. Yeah, like four different angles. <laughs> yeah. What is it time for? What is it time for? Special share. What is your special share of the week? My special share is a movie that I didn't know about until I was sitting on the plane and I saw it on the plane and I was like, that looks nice. You know those movies that just kind of, I don't know if it was at the cinemas and I just didn't hear it, see it advertised, but then I really enjoyed it. It reminded me of my childhood because my dad would often buy DVDs that I'd absolutely never heard of. And you liked them. And then I loved them. What was Have you told me about this? This movie? Yeah. Yeah, I told you to watch it, but I'm so, so fine if you haven't watched it. It's called What's Love Got to Do With It? So it is set in London which was quite fitting because the plane ride that I watched it on was on the way to London. Basically, it's about these two best friends, and then they were neighbours growing up, and one is from like a Pakistani heritage and then the other is not, and they're best friends. They grow up like very... I've seen like, the ad for this. Have it you? very good, yes. You know what? There were similarities to Bend It Like Beckham, to be honest, like the little, little similarities, um, but I really, really loved it. It's a beautiful movie of like friendship and... Yeah, friendship and what it can blossom into and that sort of thing. It was a really, really nice romantic movie, a little bit of a comedy too, um, and it's got some really good actors in it as well, Um, one being Lily James, who is the actress who plays Pam or Pamela, but she's actually been in a whole lot of other things, but that's just the first thing that comes to my mind. Oh, in the um, the Disney remake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And Emma Thompson, who we love. Oh, love. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I highly recommend it. Well, I've seen the ad for that and Mm. I'm like, I want to watch it. Yeah, it's a really sweet movie. Now after explaining it, I want to watch it too. Yeah, it's like a (laughs) Sunday, put it on on a Sunday. Oh, gorgeous. 
Yeah. Well, thank you. You're welcome. What's we yours? appreciate good movies. <laughs> Mine is a book. So as you know, I'm obsessed with Sally Hepworth now because mm-hmm. I've read her. The f- I don't know why I had waited so long to read her books. And so the first book I read is called was called Good Sister. Oh, I mean, it's still called that because, yeah. you know, it's still a very popular book. Yeah. Good Sister. Do you know how many people have messaged me, including Nicole from our team, mm. who is comms extraordinaire so yeah. I feel like her opinion is very yeah, yeah. Book for sure. comes with cred yeah best book she's ever read oh that's so nice and so many people have messaged me and said the good sister is the best book they've ever read that's nice yeah really so yeah that was a good special show yeah, for me. It was um, today. okay but I got another one yeah so um I was having a bit of a fangirl moment because mm. Sally wrote back to me and we follow each other mm. on Instagram sometimes we write to each other but she wrote back to my thing mm. my when I shared the other book and she said would you like to read my other book that hasn't come out yet. And I was like, Absolutely. well, yes, yep. I would love to. And so I, she actually sent me the American copy it because there was, <gasps> there's no Australian copies available yet. So I, was, I felt like a uh, book reviewer. Yeah, nice. <laughs> nice. Like you were reading the <laughs> like manuscript. Book critic. Yeah, yeah, that's what I felt like. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that your dream? You've told yeah, me recently I that's your dream I one would day. like it. It's one day. My dream job is to read fiction books yeah. all the time. All, just all day, <laughs> so every there day. You go. Mm. Anyway, however, now it is, I've now got the Australian version mm-hmm. and it's coming out mm-hmm. in October and it's called Darling Girls. Mm-hmm. I haven't even told you what it's called yet. Darling Girls. It is wonderful. It is about some, it's a bit of a crime mystery. Cool. Some kids that grow up in a foster home and Mm. you kind of, and they're working out what happened in their childhood. It's really, really good. Oh, that sounds good. And it says on the front, the truth won't stay buried. So. Oh, I like it already. Fabulous. Thank you. Yes. You are very welcome. That's all we have time for. That is all we have time for. Have a wonderful rest of your day, evening, morning, whatever you're doing right now. Thank you for supporting the podcast. Thank you for listening. If you would like to find out anything more about, what am I, kick, about kick, you can. You can find us on Instagram. Our website is kickapp.com. We have got a seven-day free trial, especially if you want to sign up and try the running. Mm. That trial's there. For you, all of our social stuff is in the show notes. And if you want to get involved in the podcast, hit us up at KickPod. Um, we would love and appreciate if you would follow us over there. We show all the behind the scenes of the podcast mm. and all the good snippets. <laughs> so enjoy. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.